Oh god, I love it when my Big Mac's wet. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome back. Hello. You know, I'm going to steal a line from Pat McAfee here. I'm not going to take his line because I don't remember it word for word, but I'm going to take his sentiment. On this show, we typically only talk about football. I try really hard to keep Corey from talking about basketball or fighting or whatever he's betting on that day. We try really hard to talk about only football. And that means there are a lot of things that we obviously don't talk about, which is fine. There are a lot of like social justice things and like political issues that we could talk about because we get together and we talk like we could, we could do that, but we don't do it. We put on the blinders as Pat McAfee said, we talk about just football, but there are occasions where social issues pass by our line of sight, despite our blinders. And I think that's happening here with John Gruden. So I feel like we have to talk about John Gruden a little bit. He has resigned as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Everybody knows by now. It's a Thursday podcast, and that happened last Monday. But I wanted to at least acknowledge, absolutely, what what I'm going to focus on here is the fallout of it moving forward, because everybody else has said, you know, what they think about what's right and wrong. We need to acknowledge that as a group. But we also need, I want to talk about, like, the future of the Raiders, the short-term future, because I haven't seen a lot of that happening. I haven't really, you know... Not a lot of people are saying, well, what does this mean for Derek Carr, who's coming off of, you know, a not-so-great game, but one of his best seasons, you know, since the MVP season. We haven't really talked about that stuff. So, new head coach, guys, take this over, and let's just, um, I want you two to help lead me through what is happening with the Raiders now that Rivera has, not not Rivera, sorry, um, Gruden has resigned over these emails. So, there's a lot to, to unfold here. But first of all, let's just go straight to, how bad does it affect the team? Is this really bad for the team? Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the head coach in the NFL is more of a leader. You know, I think he's managing kind of all the other coaches and what they're doing. So I think it's a hit that a team can take and still be productive. Um, but obviously a guy like John Gruden, he, I mean, he's got a big personality, a big name. And he was supposed to be the 10-year plan, and all of a sudden it ends abruptly on a, on Monday Night Football. It's over. Um, so I I think it's a team they should be able to fight through now with, you know, I'm sure the locker room, you know, after the news broke was in a little bit of dismay, you know, not knowing what the truth was or, you know, what they should think about their coach. So hopefully by this happening, they can kind of put everything to bed um, obviously, they're still going to talk about it. There's still going to be discussions, but um, I think as a football team, they should be able to move on and be successful. Do I think that'll happen? You know, we've talked about the Raiders. I think they've got some flaws, but um, it's just one of those teams we're going to have to see how the season shakes out. They could be a surprise team that makes the playoffs. I think there's a chance they definitely don't make the playoffs. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now, having said that, I want to also acknowledge something that Pat McAfee said. Part of why I don't want to bring up social issues on the podcast is because it's really awkward for me 
despite like if you know me in my personal life, I'm like super vocal about anything that I think I just let you know point blank. And that's just who I am to a flaw. But when I get for some reason, when I get behind the microphone, all of a sudden, I, I feel like I shouldn't go there. So to take something from Pat McAfee, this is also really awkward for us. So I just gave like a really awkward volley to Corey here. But what I really wanted to say was this is really messed up, first of all, that John Gruden is the only person going down for whatever has happened. Now, we've seen parts of the emails. We haven't seen the emails, but we have seen enough to know that an organization like the Raiders, we can't expect them. How do I say we can't fairly expect them to allow him to represent them? And this organization specifically hired, uh, not hired, Tom Flores, first Latino quarterback. I got some notes here. Again, awkward. I'm sorry. Normally, I don't get so thrown off. But Tom Flores was the first Latino quarterback. Amy Trask, and, and first female you, CEO. Go ahead. Yeah, Mike, the Mike Mayock videos, you know, we took notes. He 100%. Put up, he yeah. made a great, I'm trying to think of the words, um, he had great statements today about the whole situation, and we, he, we took a lot of notes from that. He gave me clarity, honestly, because I, Corey and I watched that like four times before the show, and he was able to put it in words that it made sense to me that John Gruden, unfortunately, has to go. He can no longer be a part of this, which I think really sucks. It was 20 years ago. 10 years ago? How many years ago? 10. There were other people involved. Who was he emailing? They were receiving them. They didn't say anything. Why aren't they getting brought up? Like what, you know, that, that's the part of this that doesn't seem right to me. The part that does seem right, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't honestly think I would say this, you know, I didn't think I would just come to this so quickly, but yeah, you, you can't say those things even in an email in private. You can't do that anymore. And that's just, I think the reality of the situation, it's a shame that it's come here. Um, I hope that we all, that we all are aware of John Gruden. They've taken his name off of the stadium in Tampa Bay. This is a big deal. Um, and I, I really do hope that if this is a big deal for John Gruden, that it becomes that big of a deal for everybody else that's involved. That's what I was trying to say, but I stumbled over myself because this is an awkward topic for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's other people involved, they need to be chopped down too. I mean, I get like, yeah, they're all people. So I can chop them all down. Let's go. Well, you know what? And well, yeah, this is, yeah. Back to football. Uh, I think we're on the same page there. Don't call people terrible names. Don't say things that you wouldn't say in front of your mom. And some things that you would say in front of your mom, maybe check with your aunt and see if your aunt would say it because, you know, <laughs> it could be terrible. <laughs> That's all. Does that make sense? Yep. Daniel, are the Raiders fucked? What's going on here? I mean, sometimes one thing that Mayock brought up in his, uh, in his statement that he made today that was encouraging was – um, how good of a guy the next man up is at head coach. Um, I'm going to have to look at his name here in just a second. Yeah, uh, Rich Pisacci. Um, According to Mike Mayock, you know, it, there are guys that are natural leaders, and he claims out of anyone that he has ever known in all of his uh, knowledge and history of the NFL, this guy ranks number one in that category. So you never know. Uh, sometimes player players rally around guys like that, you know, that come in and just, you know, kind of save the day and they play harder for guys that, you know, they like more. Um, some interviews are coming out of previous players like Keyshawn Johnson who won a Super Bowl with him in Tampa Bay. And, you know, 
he said the words like I respected him, but I never really, you know, truly got behind him a hundred percent just because he kind of felt like something was off with him. Like he, uh, I think he, he called him a fraud um, even when he was his, co- his own coach. So you never know when a new guy that everybody really, really loves Mayock said that he, he has all the respect in the locker room already. Um, you never know. Maybe the Raiders might play harder than they have before and uh, continue to play really good games and only go up from here. I mean, you really never know. The quote that, that I wrote that down because uh, the first thing you mentioned, I, it was the la- one of the last things that he said in the interview, the most natural leader of men I've ever been around. And it was like a very, he said he said it every time he's ever recommended, recommended him to be a head coach. So I think he believes that. I really do. He, he made a point that, you know, this guy's involved with almost every player on the team, being a special teams coordinator, at least every position group. And so he has an understanding of what they can do and what they, what they are not going to do as well and what they shouldn't do at all. I mean, he really does have the understanding. I look at the schedule for the rest of the year, and there are challenges, but I, I see the Raiders still making the playoffs. I really do, guys. Yep, yeah, it could happen. It's all up to them. Um, so anything else anybody wants to add on that? I think we're going to have to spend a lot of time on this, unfortunately. By the way, this is not an investigation in the Raiders. If you're not aware, this is not like a John Gruden issue. This all stems from like 67,000 emails that have been poured through over the Washington, what was formerly the Washington Redskins because of some misconduct accusations. So I, I... This could just be the tip of the iceberg. I don't know what to expect here. So it's something we'll watch. Um, but does anybody else have anything to add based off what we know now? I guess just another note, I, Carl Nassib, he's a member of the Raiders who I think over the summer, I think it's the right time frame, came out as gay. So um, Mayock did say he took a personal day, but just kind of an interesting note and everything. There obviously aren't a lot of you know openly gay NFL players and one of those just happened to be on the Raiders so um he took a personal day I think I could understand that normally I would not be okay with a personal day when uh Urban Meyer went to the club that was different than uh you know than this situation okay enough enough of this next yeah yeah The Raiders are going to face, let's see here, the Eagles, the Broncos, the Giants, a couple wins there, I think. The Chiefs are difficult, Bengals. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Anybody disagree? And now we're going to do a raffle. If you disagree, speak up now, because we're not talking about the Raiders. They are disqualified from the raffle. (laughs) Okay. I say they will. Anybody say they won't? I I can't see either way. I'm going to say they won't make it. Okay. There we go. So we got one yes, one no, and one in between. Daniel, you were luckily selected as a random, random.com, random.org. What is it? Yeah, random.org. Random.org, randomizer. Daniel was selected to take first pick in this draft, and it's going to be teams who are under 500, who will make the playoffs, and who are over 500, who will not make the playoffs. And are we going to do two rounds, one for each? Is that right? Correct. Okay. Is it a snake draft or linear? It's important. Uh, I think linear is fine. Linear is fine. Daniel, you are on the clock. You are choosing under 500 teams who will make the playoffs. Um, is it too cliche and cheap to pick the Chiefs? 
Oh, man. I was hoping that that would fall, but no, go ahead. Low-hanging fruit. That's okay. Take the easy yeah. one first. That's okay. It's just too too low-hanging. I mean, out of all the teams that aren't, you know, leading their division right now, it's it's kind of just we look down the line and we're like, oh, okay, well, it's just a matter of time before the Chiefs, you know, take over that spot, which, I mean, I, I love the way the Chargers are looking. And they're super hot right now, so the Chiefs may not even win this division, but I they're definitely going to come back and make the playoffs. I mean, there's too much talent on offense. If Pat Mahomes is healthy, um, it kind of doesn't matter what else is going on. I mean, I know that defense is horrible, um, but the offensive line is improving. Uh, Tyree Kill's healthy. Travis Kelsey's healthy. It's just a matter of time before this team starts to just rack up wins. So easy, easy pick there for the Chiefs. I'm up next with the second pick in the draft, and I'm going to take the Vikings. What is their current record? I don't have Love that. It. The Vikings are currently two and three, one game behind the Bears. Considering they have a head coach with one foot out the door, and they have an equally difficult schedule to the Vikings, I mean, I, I really kind of have a hard time seeing that this team is going to be able to, that the Bears are going to be able to keep that lead over the Vikings. And if you're in, in, in this division right here, you got to, a four-win team, a three-win team, a two-win team, you're not going to have three winning teams in this division. That's for the NFC West. If anything's going to, if that's going to happen anywhere, it'll be the NFC West. Um, and so with that in mind, the Vikings, they have played well. Kirk Cousins has played phenomenally this year. Justin Jefferson is exactly who he thought he was. That defense, the defense needs, you know, uh, they need to show up a little bit better, but come on. They're, they're, getting, they're, they're getting better. They're, every week they're getting they're better. They're getting better every week, and, and, and that's why I like them coming into the stretch here. Um, given the dysfunction with Chicago, and so for that reason, I think that they're going to make the playoffs. Love it. Corey, you're up. Just a quick note on the Chiefs. I mean, you said the defense is bad. I mean, this is the worst defense in the NFL. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they're allowing the most points per game, second la- second most yardage. If if the defense doesn't get it together, I I think there's a chance they may not make the playoffs. As crazy as that sounds, so um, I think it's easy to just say Pat Mahomes is going to carry him to the promised land. But if that defense keeps sucking like they're sucking, they may not. Because um, if you've got to keep up all the time, that's not always a healthy formula. I heard Anyways. a stat. I heard a stat yesterday on that on how bad the defense is. Every completion that they are giving up, the opposite team is like point one yards less than Pat Mahomes' completion average, which is first in the NFL. <laughs> Damn! So that is a lot of yards that they are giving up. Yep. They're they're playing Pat Mahomes. And then they're also going up against Pat Mahomes, basically what their defense is doing every single week. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They need to get their shit together. Um, who'd you take, Tony? You took the, uh, I took Vikings. the Vikings. Yeah. Hey, we're, there you we're go. Just hit, go ahead and take them. Take them. We're just going to take, we're taking the Colts. Um, oh, the, I knew it. listen, the Colts have gotten better every single week. Um, they're playing these tough opponents tough, even in, I think it was week two or three against the Rams. They played them tough. And if the Colts just have a healthy kicker Monday night football, they're beating the Ravens. So uh, I projected them to start one and five. Um, They're here at one and four ahead of schedule going into the Texans. Just kind of looking down the schedule. I've got them at like a max of five more losses. Obviously 
you can interchange some things, but you've got a streak coming up. It's the Texans, the Niners, the Titans. Um, the Niners, Titans games are coin flips, I think. And you, then behind that, you got the Jets, the Jags. Those both should be wins. And then Bills, Buccaneers, as good as, as good as they've been playing, I could see them splitting those games and finishing off with the Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders. Uh, I think the Cardinals are still to be seen here a little bit to see if they're a juggernaut or not. Um, I like what Kyler Murray's doing, but we'll see. Uh, the defense stepped up in a way this week on in the run game. I think if they can keep that that up, I think it just helps the pass game. So uh, Carson Wentz has looked better than he has in two and a half years, whenever it was, 2019, a year and a half. And the, the offense is definitely clicking. The defense just needs to get it together. Somebody needs to kick field goals, and the Colts are about to go on a run. Colts are making the playoffs. I was proud of the Colts uh, this past week uh, for one reason, and I think you guys probably know it. Give Jonathan Taylor the ball. Yeah. He he had 15 carries, which is still, I mean, not that great, but he also had four targets. I mean, they, they kept him on the field when they needed to. The only the only thing I hated is how often they used Marlon Mack, but oh, they're no. trying to trade him. They're trading it, Marlon Mack. But yeah. He had a good game. He had I a know. good game, too. That's good. This is good. But, okay, here's the thing. You're trying to come back in a game. Okay, or you're trying to protect your lead, and you you can feel it slipping away, and you have Marlon Mack on the field to showcase a trade opportunity rather than, you know, it's it kind of it was a sour feeling. Like why, why is isn't sour. Jonathan Taylor in there? Like it is sour. you know, yeah, finishing no, 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 this no. game. I get it. Like, I, I do just, get it. It was it was weird, but just feed Jonathan Taylor. That's the key to victory. And I, I felt like they kind of did that. Daniel, but, you yeah. are now on the clock. With Michael teams. Pittman looked really good too. Michael Pittman did look really good. He has yep. been looking good. It wasn't just I, I, yeah, it was not one. I like Michael Pittman a lot. Strawn faded away. I hope that doesn't doesn't persist. I, I, I think uh, he caught the first pass of the season for the Colts, and he's pretty much been nothing since then. Which yeah, is kind of I'm pretty sure too. Ey practice today. Do you guys see that? Yeah. 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 Here we go. Let's go. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel, you're yep. on the clock with um, teams that are over 500. That will not make the playoffs. Oh, I see yours yeah. right here. Oh, man. Go ahead. I'm take about it. to. Just take yeah, it. I'm about to steal yours. Uh, you mentioned it. Just nonstop turmoil. Uh, Matt Nagy, just an awful head coach. I'm picking the Bears. They're sitting at three and two. Um, I, I just don't. I don't feel it. Justin Fields has not looked that good. Um, and who knows who he's even going to go with. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Even when Andy Dalton was playing, this team wasn't doing very well. Um, this defense isn't quite what it used to be, um, you know, just shutting other teams down. Um, but Matt Nagy just can't decide what he wants to do on offense. And, you know, without David Montgomery now for several weeks and Allen Robinson is just not a part of this offense, um, which is not a good, uh, not a good key to victory there. So, um, the bears are, I, I feel like I just got the low hanging fruit on both, um, the over and the under here, but I'm taking the bears and it's easy. And I'm up next. Sorry, Tony. That's okay. That's okay. I'm scrolling through. I have no arguments. I obviously I don't think there's a lot to say about that. I I agree with literally everything that you said. And the the second team I think gets a lot more difficult because they have to take a little more risk. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. ahead and say the Broncos. 
are my are my next favorite team to not make the playoffs despite a winning record. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the defense is is it not? I'm looking here and points allowed. I'm just scrolling through it. That generic stat here, second best in the league in points allowed. I hope that's correct because it's very. But clear. who they haven't played much. I mean, they haven't played. They haven't, who they've played, though. they haven't played a lot, but we liked their defense anyway. They played the Vikings, held them to six points. Oh, see, that preseason. Sorry. Um, okay, Jets, zero. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, 23 against the Ravens. And the Chiefs are coming up, but also so are the, oh, the Eagles. Yeah, they have Shit. to play the Chargers twice, yeah. Chiefs yeah, yeah. twice. It I is mean, going to get yeah. difficult. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy, and, and that's, that's part of why I'm – I guess I'm concerned. We're looking at good teams here. When we're talking about teams that are having winning records that aren't going to make the playoffs, I mean, this is not easy if it's if it's not the Bears. Sorry, Daniel, but you got the one that was easy. <laughs> the rest of them are not easy. And I have to count on Teddy Bridgewater slumping or being injured or, you know, whatever it is. That's easy to do. It is easy to do. It's, it's And we're seeing it happen. But I can't, I can't yep. base my prediction off of that completely. I'm I'm saying that with a healthy Teddy Bridgewater, they were also not one of the highest scoring teams in football, and they're about to go up against a more difficult schedule than they had the first five weeks or for four weeks. Sorry, but yeah, I, I this this to me, if I'm picking a scenario, I think that the the Broncos defense is not good enough to keep up with. How do I say the Broncos defense is not good enough to mask the potential shortcomings that the offense still has. And I do like the Broncos. I expect them to grow. And I think they're going to be a team we're going to talk about again, probably potentially soon because I'm wrong, whatever. But the, the, to me, that's just a football team that's not ready, not ready to make it. They're, they're a quarterback away from, from making it again. I think at the, it's the same as it was when Peyton Manning went to Denver. They're a quarterback away. And they're going to wait for the quarterback and they're going to continue – to build that shell for them. But until they show up, uh, they're a quarterback away. That's my thought. Well, apparently they didn't think Justin Fields is it because they passed right over him in this this uh, like previous draft because they thought Teddy Bridgewater was the answer, apparently. Hey, I so we'll see. we'll see if they think exactly like that, which I agree with you. Corey, you are third and last pick, sir. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Oh, no, Corey. Yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't know if I believe it, man. They just haven't played a whole lot. They they did beat the Vikings week one, but, I mean, hell, that's week one. You lost to the Bears in week two. Then you beat the Steelers, who look like dog doo-doo. You beat the Jags, and then you lost to the Packers. And then upcoming here in week six, you have the toughest 0-5 team that's ever existed in the history of the NFL and the Lions. Um, you may not even win that game. And then you got the Ravens on the schedule, the Browns twice. Uh, the Chiefs are on the schedule, the Chargers. Um, right now, the defense of clicking. I, I don't know anybody who plays defense on the Bengals. <laughs> Do you guys? Yeah, I know a few guys, but they're not, I mean, they're not, not great. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a little bit of a uh, little smoke and mirrors right now. Um, just for fun, I'm going to see what Joe Burrow's stats are. Uh, 11 touchdowns, six interceptions, decent passer rating. So he's playing well. I, 
I think they can do it if he keeps up the pace, but um, I don't know, man. I think the schedule ahead's tough, and for some reason, I just feel like it's a little smoke and mirrors right now. So we'll see what happens. Yep, I like that. That was your uh, next to the Giants. The Bengals were your were your preseason darling team. Really? Do you remember that? No. Oh man, we need to we need to go back. We need we need to find that episode, and I need to I need to show you. You were all over the Bengals. That was your that was your uh, that was your team next to the Giants. Are you sure? No, nope, like Tony's a big Tony's a big Bengals guy. No, Tony's not a big Bengals guy. <laughs> nope, it was you, Corey. I'll find it for you. Hey, Tony, uh, on a Colts away game this year, can we go to a Bengals game? I mean, I'm down with that. I don't want to go when it's freezing cold out, though. I haven't done a I freezing. Do. I well, do. I want to do a freezing oh, cold like game, you. but I don't want to do it in Cincinnati. And the reason is because Melissa and I have been like checking off stadiums and we've already been there i want to do a freezing cold game but i want to do it in like minnesota lambo yes i, I want to do oh, it in lambo man. like i want a freezing cold game in lambo and i never want to do another freezing cold game again if i did it in cincinnati i wouldn't go to lambo so i do want to go but it's going to be pending the weather i promise well that's because a freezing cold game in cincinnati is like freezing rain and sleet it's never going to be just, you know. Well, it's freezing rain good, and sleep. It's never going to be a, just a good snow. And it's also potentially bad football at the same time, which would be bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. Uh, you guys want to plan a trip to Lambeau this year, all three of us? Wow. You know what sucks? This weekend, this weekend, I am visiting my buddy who lives in, um, well, right next to Green Bay. And we were supposed to go uh next weekend so not this one but next weekend and we had a trip to lambo lined up they were playing washington football team was in town and we were going to be there the packers were wearing throwbacks it was just going to be awesome and then uh schedules got got messed up so we're going this weekend and the packers are not at home unfortunately so i was this close to going to lambo within two weeks and well, crossing that one off my bucket list. How about Christmas Day in the dead of winter against the Browns? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Christmas Day? Is that a Sunday? Uh, Daniel, that's confirm. your first question. Is it a Sunday? No. Is it a Sunday this year? Are we going to have a bunch of Christmas games? Good. That's a good question. Oh, my God. Sunday? I thought it might have been on a weekend. No, it's a Saturday. Christmas okay. is on a Saturday. Okay. Nice. Right. Friday, it's Thursday, Friday, one of, Saturday. One of these wow. Christmases, one of these Christmases is going to be on a Sunday. We're going to have a full slate of football on this, on a holiday. And it's going to be, it's going to be great. Okay. So Anyways. how do I say, would you bet that is five years from now over under five years from now? What would you guys bet? Is that um, a reach? Am I reaching too much? Yeah, you are. And I'm saying the under. Best bets of the week. All right, welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. I'm winning. I'm 9-10-1. We went 1-2-1 last week, and we'll get straight into this week's bets. Game one, I've got the Jags, plus three, versus the Dolphins. Um, I was listening to the radio last week. 
uh, I think it was Dan Dockage. I love listening to Dan Dockage. He said the Jags are winning this week, and it was right after the uh, Urban Meyer uh, debacle. Well, they didn't win last week, so that means they got to win this week. They're playing the Dolphins, who I still don't believe have a quarterback and no offense. So uh, He's back. Two, two is practicing today is what I heard, right? All right, he's practicing. He's not back yet. Either way, um, he's going to be running scared because he's going to be afraid he's going to get hurt again. So uh, I'm still taking the (laughs) Jags. Jags are going to be able to put up points. Trevor Lawrence is going to score. The Dolphins will not. Uh, Jags plus three versus the Dolphins. Jags have the home field advantage. Game two, I got the Chiefs minus six and a half at Washington. It's time for the Chiefs to get their shit together. Washington's not a good football team. Uh, I like to, you know, games like this, I think about being a Colts fan. We're at home. Uh, the Chiefs come into town, and they absolutely just run us off the turf. So I can see that happening as a Washington football fan this week. Game three, Chargers plus three at the Ravens. Chargers are a really, really good football team. The Ravens are coming off this crazy, crazy win. Um. I just think Chargers here, better football team. Um, oh, and Ravens haven't, uh, they lost a day of preparation because they played Monday Night Football. So, uh, Chargers plus three at the Ravens. Last game, Cardinals plus three at the Browns. <clears throat> Similar situation here. I feel kind of the way the Chiefs are going into Washington. I think the Cardinals defense has been playing up the par. Kyler Murray looks incredible. I could just see the Cardinals going into the Browns and just absolutely throwing it around, showing off. I think they're the better team. They've got the better record. The Browns are a really good team. They've got a good defense. They've got Miles Garrett. The offense can click, but Baker Mayfield is not Kyler Murray. Give me the Cardinals plus three at the Browns. Daniel? I also have that game, Cardinals and Browns. The over-under is 49-and-a-half, and like you said, that Kyler Murray – he just doesn't have two bad games in a row. And he had a bad game this past week, and they've still won. Um, so I'm expecting him to, to kind of just come in and, and light it up like the like the Chargers just did against the Browns. But the Browns, their offense is mostly Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at this point, with Jarvis still hurt, Odell Beckham not who he is. I mean, the, the Browns put up 40-something points, and Odell Beckham had a horrible stat line. So this is all built around the running backs. Um, so I think the Cardinals, I, the reason I like that pick of yours too, I think the Cardinals can kind of contain running backs um, a little better than the average team. So um, I like that pick, but I also like the over because um, I think the Browns will still be able to compete enough to, to get this score up. Um, I also have the Chiefs at Washington, um, one of your uh, bets there. I, I think it's going to be high scoring. Uh, the Chiefs, we mentioned the Chiefs defense being so terrible and Taylor Heineke, has looked pretty good uh, this past week. He did not, but uh, the Chiefs can't stop anybody right now. And it's it's time for Pat Mahomes to you know light it up. And I feel like the Chiefs are going to score a ton of points. But I also feel like every team that has played the Chiefs this year, even the Eagles, have put a bunch of points up on the uh, on the Chiefs. So um, I think Washington's going to just keep doing that. So over fifty five and a half on that one. Um, the Packers bears Packers are in Chicago. Um, this matchup never goes well as far as like fantasy scoring, Tony, I think you were at a Packers bears game a couple years ago and the final score was like 
It was horrible. 10 to 9. It was the opener. I mean, these, 2019 yeah, opener these, was horrible. These games just – the Bears' defense is just good enough to be good. And then the Packers, they're kind of an up-and-down team right now, I feel like. Um, and the Bears' offense is just not very good. So – this kind of spelled under for me, just kind of the recipe for the under. It's 44 and a half, and I could see it hitting the over, just like, you know, any scenario. There's always a possibility of it going both ways, but I think if I was a betting man, I, I would think this game is another low pace, just Packers, Bears, ugly game, and it's in Chicago. Who knows at this time of year, you know, mid to late October, it could just be, you know, a freezing rain game coming off the lake there. Um, and then my last one, Texans at Colts. Um, the Colts, you know, they, they can put up points, but their defense is also giving up points. Um, I, I, I don't think I can recall a game where the Colts were not in some sort of like a highest scoring affair where both teams didn't get to 20 at least. Um, but the over-under is 42 and a half. And Davis Mills looked pretty good last week against a stingy Patriots defense. Um, so I feel like the Colts are going to put up enough points on this horrible Texans defense to get close to this um, anyway, you know, put up about 30 points or something. But the Texans are good enough, um, and the Colts defense is giving up some points. I think this game goes over 42.5 just because it's so low. I had to take the over on this one. I, I don't expect the Texans to compete. I think the Colts are just going to kind of run away with it, but um, I, I, I think they'll compete enough to drive the score up, maybe close to like the 50 mark. So I'm taking the over on 42 and a half Texans at Colts. Makes sense. Is that, uh, that's all six bets. What was the record? Corey's winning. All eight. Corey is winning. I have had a just, just a horrible couple weeks. And my plan was to come in here and literally I, I was telling Tony, I was, I was just going to pick the opposite of what I was thinking just because I have lost so much confidence in the last two weeks. I think two weeks ago I went over four. <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you actually uh, pick the opposite of what you were thinking? No, Good. I'm just, I'm ready to turn it around. Good. So Good. I think this is actually what I'm thinking. I, I, I just got to stick to my guns. Me and Corey have both had four no weeks before, and I think I just gotta gotta get it going. Just gotta get it back. There you have it. Um, so yeah, anybody have anything else to add? Did we miss anything at all? Uh, Corey, one thing that we that Tony and I added last week. It was kind of just like a little little side bet. Um, it was. A one-shot bet. So if at any point you feel like there is something that we're close on, um, we can add one shot instead of just doing five-shot bets. And by the way, it was that Tyler Lockett would be a top 15 wide receiver last week. It was top and, 12. It was top 12. Oh, top 12. Top 12. Stop. Where did he finish? You need, to, did you, you need to go back and look. He was 10 the previous week. He's at 13 now or 15 now. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Don't worry. And you need to no, keep track because on the, week, one, on the week, I don't care about the week. I care about the, on the season. Last week, he was not good. Yeah. 10 points last week. Yeah, but what was the bet? The bet was that he would finish a top 12 wide receiver in PPR scoring. Oh, I think he was like wide receiver 55. I don't care about last week, Daniel. <laughs> no, I'm telling Corey that you lost the bet. 
No. So he... I was taking season long. Are you serious? Oh, I thought you meant last week. No, I meant season long. Oh my goodness. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three, three. Do we have a running sheet of shot bets? Because I have no clue what the fuck's going on. No, it's all in my head, Daniel. But we need to settle this. Is it? Yeah. Was yeah. it? So if we're doing a season long, we we can't do one. I, I was thinking it would be on the week, so it'd just be like a little short bet. But I'll do five shots doing... on season long. Okay, as top twelve. See, I thought you were talking about on the week. Nope, season long. I was talking about. I'll take the one for the week. If you want to just cash it out right now, you can one for the week or five for the season long. What do you want to do? If we do season long, well, that's fine. I'll do that. I'll I'll do I'll do five for season long. Hello! <laughs>